0: Yeah. Come and find you in a compass with a jersey girl She just tryna help you find a love peace in the world Transparency in everything she wrote And that's why she hopes you enjoy the show
1: So today's a really special day for me because I'm gonna be interviewing one of my favorite authors that I discovered on Instagram and we're about to meet her now. Her name is Laura Basman Bosman, I'm not sure how to pronounce it. And we're gonna be talking about her book, Spiritual Nomad. So let's go invite her on oh, Kay Travel. Okay, are you the li- no, I have to send the invitation okay one second okay send successfully sent okay so just one moment before we see her sent a request to be in your live video go live with this is travel jersey girl everyone I've been like I've had so hi much fun. okay hi it works okay yay we did it okay. <laughs> oh my god I've been so excited to meet you yes you I'm too to Talk to you. <laughs> okay so everyone that, how do you last name
2: you you almost had it it's it's Weisman but Weisman you were
1: you were close I was like it's either Weisman or Weisman
0: yeah yeah
1: Okay, so I just want to show your book. Here. It's so cool that you have it. <laughs> Spiritual No Man. A, oh, Spiritual No Man. <laughs> <laughs> A Journey Within and Abroad. There it is. And I will be putting a link to her website. You guys can check it out and purchase it there. I just want to tell you my experience with that. I. Mm-hmm. Would- I wasn't really I was like in a bad mood that day and I was just kind of I went to the park I was like in my feelings and then I come back and I see a package for me which I love oh. I love receiving packages and yeah I open it and it made my day like I felt a like got a present
2: oh that's so cute yeah I I specifically did it like that because uh I don't know. It's my mom is very much like that. When she gives gifts to people, she like wraps. She wraps it really well, and she gets like the cutest boxes. And it just, it could be like anything, but it just feels good to get a gift. So that's why I do it like that because I love that feeling.
1: I loved it. I loved yeah. it. It completely, it completely turned my day around.
2: Completely. Yeah, that's amazing.
1: So how are you? How
2: it's, I'm, good. I'm good oh i'm just seeing some oh people are saying how did i sorry i just flipped my camera around okay. um, oh how did i package it um so i wrap my packaging like like i use really colorful tissue paper and i write a note and i have um because i kind of switched it around so i'm not sure which one you got but i i have my my business card in there so i just try to make it as personal as possible because i want someone to feel like they got a gift from me not just purchasing
0: a book you
2: know what I mean Yeah. but yeah no I've been good it's been a little stressful here at home I mean quarantine and and just family stuff but you know you've seen the light at the end of the tunnel (laughs) so it's been tough but you know
1: what are ways really something that you've inspired me a lot with is how you've just embraced Anxiety, and you're so open about it, and Mm -hmm. I feel like it's given me permission to just yeah, I get anxiety too. I'm human. It's okay. Mm -hmm. What what is what are ways in which you've been you've been managing that throughout this? Because this feels like the biggest test of all time for me.
2: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, honestly, and and even with these last for me, it's been really. That's kind of why I've been a little quiet lately. But these last two weeks, maybe three have been really tough just personally and honestly like those are the times where you have to use those tools as practice and honestly just using your breath like I have to like really just take deep breaths and not panic you know what I mean yeah and just take moments to myself whether it's like taking a walk outside or working out or going for a bike ride anything like I have to be outdoors to like clear my head like just being in nature helps me clear my head um so it's just taking it one step at a time and not beat yourself up when it feels that overwhelming because it's been very overwhelming for me um even these even like yesterday was very overwhelming for me but um you know you just you just go back you have to like go back to center do you know what I mean? You have to be like, okay, like you almost have to erase what's going on and you have to be like, okay, what is good for me right now? Like, you have to be selfish about it and not, and not feel like an asshole if, for being that selfish. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, I'm like, no, 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 I can't help others if I'm not good. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you just have to be very disciplined to do that. With yourself. And I think that's, it takes time and takes practice too. So, but yeah.
1: I, it's, it's funny you immediately say breath because I, I just discovered breath work because I'm mm-hmm. really into meditation. But then mm-hmm. I discovered breath work from another, some I found on Instagram, Samantha Skelly. Mm-hmm. And that's been, that yeah, that's been wonders.
2: That's,
1: yeah, it's yeah that you you go into these different breathing patterns.
2: Mhm.
1: Immediately you go from being in your head to just like wow, I'm back in my body. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, I also wanted to so in your book and mm-hmm. this is another part that really inspired me is the the conference that you went to.
2: Mm-hmm, the Kyle Seuss one?
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. That one, because re- when you talk about how we're, we're, we've been conditioned to ask permission from other people to do what we want to do, and mm-hmm. how to let our struggles stop us from achieving our dreams, whether it's trauma or anxiety, and that's what pops mm-hmm. most people. That, mm-hmm. that really, like when I finished your book, I, I auditioned for a feature film, which I was waiting oh, for. Wow. I was so afraid. I was so, afraid, but I was like, no, like that, that, that's what, that was the most, that was one of the most powerful parts for me. Like, you can, help, you can be anxious, you can be terrified. But yeah. Do not let your trauma, do not let your anything. Mm-hmm. You. So that's something I think can- about all the time. Like, I don't need to ask permission.
2: No. And I can't tell you how many times I walked out of that seminar too. Cause like, if there, there'd be moments where I was like, fuck this shit. It's too much. Like, I would be like panicking. Like, in the early, like the first time I went, because my anxiety was bad at that time. Like, I was like, you know, feeling like a panic attack come on. And I was like, all right, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> like, I'd go back up to my hotel room and just cry because I was just like, I can't be in a room with all these people. And it was just so awkward to be. um, Like, now it's, now I can look back and just see that I just was not ready to like, break free of it and almost like it's okay to be yourself it's okay to be silly it's okay because you're just in that moment in that mindset you're so like what is everybody thinking like judgment and all that stuff so it was so difficult for me and I had a partner that I didn't know at that time and he and we're still friends today yeah and he said he's like I remember how anxious you were back then and how much you've changed now. I'm like, yeah, I was like, it, I was like, cause I remember it so clear as day. So I was like, yeah, I was trying so hard not to have a panic attack while I was talking to you. But, um, yeah, it's just, I, and because I went through that and because of where I am today, I just know that you have to push yourself and I know you can come out on the other side. It's not going to be easy and it's not fun. You know, and it's uncomfortable, but it has always worked. it It has always worked out for me. Like, yeah. whichever way it's supposed to fall, however it's supposed to be, it always works out somehow. So I always remind myself of that in my head, so that when I am in those overwhelmed, anxious moments, I think back to all the other times that I've been in that moment, and that it somehow worked out. So I just remind myself, like, okay it'll work out. This is, like, just another, like, almost like a spiritual growing pain, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you have to, like, just ride it. It sucks when you're in it, and you don't want to be in it, but, you know, you'll get out on the other side, honestly.
1: How old were you at that time?
2: Um, I I was 23.
1: 20- oh, I'm, like, 24 right now.
2: Yeah, I was 23, and... I went there like on a whim, like didn't know anybody, so that was really frightening for me. It was, but it changed the game for me. Yeah, it really changed the game. It it taught me like about meditation and just changing your thought process from the anxious thoughts and separating yourself and all those things. So it was, it was definitely. I mean, from 23 till now I'm 30 so there was a lot of work that I had to do you know what I mean yeah. but everything was worth it even the worst of it you no know?
1: yeah and you had just been through a really traumatic family event so I know mm-hmm. how that throws the whole world <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: when you shared that I I like I didn't sleep that night I just stayed up like I can't believe someone had such a sim. like it felt it felt like you were me mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. and I
1: the part where you say like I after that I was just I was in that anxious state all the time and I would overthink everything and I always, yeah. I always yeah, felt like the shoe was gonna was gonna drop like, yeah I, and yeah, I related I, so much I was like yes someone gets mm-hmm, someone mm-hmm. understands that some family thing could impact you so much that everything even if you're like working on yourself therapy you still have that feeling of like
2: like that yeah that like kicked me to the ground like it shook me to the core that changed my life and it was um, very difficult to go through my 20s dealing with that on top of going through college yeah so that happened when I was just yeah when I was just starting college I think I was either like a junior no Uh, like a freshman or sophomore but it was in my early days of college which is stressful on its own and then you're dealing with family stuff like that and then it was it was a lot and then you know I was dealing with panic attacks trying to go to school yeah because I didn't want to get on the train because I was like I'm gonna be stuck in the subway have a panic attack and not know what to do and I I remember like one time I don't think I'm I don't remember if I mentioned it in the book or not, but that one time that my dad, cause we, we used to go to some t- some days during the week, we would commute to New York city together cause he worked there and there would be times where he would walk with me to the subway and we would part ways cause he would stop at 34th and I had to go up to 59 and I would be like in tears. I'd be like, I can't do it. Like, I can't do it. But like, he'd be like, you got it. You can do it. But like, It was just, it was just really, it was really, really tough, you know, but I don't have moments like that anymore, Mm -hmm. like panic attacks, I don't think, like I'll have anxiety moments, but I'm very aware of that feeling that it doesn't manifest into a full-on panic attack, but I just, and I just don't care anymore, and I will go and like take my moment and take like a breather or be like... Or I'll let my husband know. I'll be like, yeah, no, like, need to go. <laughs> like, not comfortable.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: But, yeah. So it's it's cool that you resonated so much with that because, you know. Know, you know, it, it's tough to go through something super traumatic like
0: that.
1: Would you, really- say, would you say that your second book is kind of dedicated to that in a way? Like, that's how I interpreted it
2: yeah to some degree i mean you know it's it's something that i wish i had yeah. learned when i was going through that because i had to really navigate granted i was i was going to therapy twice a week after that and then um what else was i doing but i would, it got to a point where i couldn't leave the house like i was almost like confined to my home like i was scared to go anywhere because i was like because it's like the anxious mind is like, because you've had the panic attack. So that was frightening in itself. So then you're worried about the next one. So wherever you go, you're worried, fuck, like I could be at a gas station, I can be in the grocery store or a restaurant. Like I, I started being afraid of going to restaurants. Yeah. And I used to like run out of restaurants where it was like, I just felt like everybody was watching me or like you know, you just felt, I just felt very strange. And I was like, this is just so bad. Like I, I have to do something. So I wish then I had the tools that I know now. So that's really kind of why I want to have that book out. And also because just from my own, because I did work in mental health for a little bit that my own professional experience, just talking with families and kids and how much they're struggling now, you know? So I'm like, They need something. You just, if, because you know what? My anxiety was not so bad when I knew I had tools. When I had things to go and, like, use as an outlet, then I didn't feel so anxious because I was like, well, at least I have something to use. When you don't have anything, it's terrifying,
1: you know? Yeah. I left the country. (laughs) I when I went because it was you know my with my brother it was a a drug overdose. Yeah,
2: my yeah my brother, yeah it was the same sister situation. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I was so and
2: it, can, I, can, I, can I ask how close how close in age you are? Are you guys um? Is he older or younger?
1: He's he's twenty eight and I'm twenty four.
2: Okay, so yeah. similar.
1: Yeah. And, it had, yeah, I know. I the similarities. I was like, oh my mm-hmm. god.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I, it had been a year since my dad passed away. Uh-huh. So I was starting to feel like, okay, like I had just finished writing my memoir, and I, I felt like, okay, once I finish it, I'll feel, I'll feel better. And I mm-hmm. did. I was mm-hmm. like, hey, I, I, I wrote this. Like that's. You know, I feel like you also, write to heal, right, to yes. express, yeah. it's my yeah. number one tool. Yeah. So, and then that happened, and then it was just, I couldn't, I couldn't function. I yeah. left, I, I, like, I had read, You e, Pray Love, and I was like, yeah. I'm going to do the same thing. I mean, I'm not going to, yeah, I'm not going to lie to you,
2: the
0: early, like, yeah.
2: yeah, like, the early trips that I was doing was me running. Because I couldn't deal with the stuff at home. And I, I loved the feelings that I was getting when I was away. Because, you know, you're kind of, like, out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. But, like, I felt free of my anxiety. And I was just, like, I need to do this for, like, long term. But, it you know, it, it was just a lot of work, you know. And it's, like, I feel like um, I eventually learned... And I forget which trip it was where I was like, I can't continue to run because my problems will always be there. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to face it at some point. So that's kind of why I, I have like a fearlessness to some degree of just facing your problems because I'm like, might as well get it over with now.
0: Yeah,
2: <laughs> I don't, you know, like stop wasting time. Let's Let's just squash it and be done with it versus like, dragging it on because I just feel like the energy of it sitting in with you is just not healthy and it's heavy
1: you know yeah but But, yeah but there was that because you had that transformation of being comfortable with yourself and expressing yourself and meeting all these Mm -hmm. people and and you have to like you go through that but then you come back to it Mm -hmm. back to it which is which is great and I like that was another thing like the whole week that I was reading it it felt like mm-hmm. I got to be with you mm-hmm. throughout those adventures throughout those travels and it reminded me of the experience of A Beat Pray Love that was the first and only travel memo mm-hmm. I'd read and I loved it I, I mm-hmm. would dream like, dream of myself being in those places today yeah. I actually dreamt I was in India with my best friend so I was oh, like, I've cool. been talking to go there <laughs> Um, you, like, you went to the funny farm, and the way that you talk about it, that was um, yeah. in Switzerland. Switzerland, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So it's an amazing, weird place, but I could, it was, uh, it's still very, I still have such a soft spot for that place. Yeah.
1: You wrote about it with such love and such passion. I was, like, underlining it, like, okay, bring <laughs> this. <laughs> like, I was literally underlining places, like, I'll go here. I'm going to go here.
2: Yeah.
0: Bring yeah. a sweater
1: there. <laughs> like, yep. yep,
2: yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, intra- like, Interlocken was a place that I, um, I went when I was 18 after high school. That's when I decided to do my first backpacking trip. I was going to do it solo because I was like, I want to just have my own journey. But my parents wouldn't let me. <laughs> they were just like, yeah, no, you're not going by yourself. But my cousin wound up coming. Yeah. So um, it was a very, very, you know, eye-opening experience being so young and trying to figure out how to navigate all those things by yourself i mean this was back in 2008 so like social media was not what it was today like i didn't bring i didn't bring a phone or a laptop with me so like we were using guidebooks and like actual maps like real old school shit like we had internet but like only if we went to like internet cafes and we would just pay once in a while to like check in with family but that was it it was not like um it wasn't that in depth as it is today so it's kind of really being on your own and trying to figure it out but like somebody who's anxious it sounds terrifying but i don't know why it was not for me some in some weird sick way it just it was like a challenge that i enjoyed like like how my brain works like i like puzzles and i love like figuring things out so i took it as a challenge of like well, how am I going to find this hostel in this town that I don't speak, that nobody speaks a fucking word of English? Like, how am I going to figure this one out? With no internet. So I enjoyed that because things just, you know, you just got to, like, throw your hands up and just figure it out and be like, okay, well, it'll work out, and maybe I'll meet a cool person along the way. You know what I mean? And it just it leaves it to, like, a good story. So... Cause that's how we found the funny farm. We were like, we went to like, cause we got through the train and it was like in the train station. They have like a little tourist booth of like all the pamphlets of like where to stay. And I was like, I forget where, I think we were supposed to stay somewhere else. And I was like, I was like, I was like funny farm. I was like, what the fuck is funny farm? And then I was like looking at the pamphlet. I'm like, I like it just cause of the name. I was like, let's go there. I was like, it sounds fun. <laughs> so like that was honestly the only reason why we went and I just like that like just weird things like that can just give you really cool stories by the end of it you know and I think you probably understand especially as a traveler like you live for those moments you know
1: yeah because you're like wow life can be magical and wonder, and you like know yourself in a different light. That's why mm-hmm. I wrote in the review, like, your book brought me back to life. Mm-hmm. I thought that part about myself. I got and right. like, okay, what do I have to do? Like, what is the next step? And then I remembered, wait, when I got back from Mexico, I said I was going to go to Chile and write a book. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. happened? What happened? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it just it reminded me, like, no, like, do it. Do it mm-hmm. even if you're terrified, mm-hmm. no matter what you've gone through, but also definitely also face whatever, whatever's inside, whatever, you know, not in the sense of, of running away. So, yeah. But even yeah. then, I still think you do need like that time to yourself to heal. And if that's what you need, that's what you need. mm mm-hmm. You know?
2: Yeah. I mean, I think there's a balance to it. I think you know, sometimes you do need to get away, and you do need to, like, do the self-reflection and, like, self-discovery, but, you know, you don't want to go so far into the extreme where you're just constantly running, either, but, no, I've learned so much about myself just from traveling and just, you know, being by myself and, you know, um, meeting other people who... You know, we're traveling much longer than I was, like, you know, meeting people who are like they were on their sixth month of traveling. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, like I wish. Like <laughs> I would love to do that. And that was the goal, but it just ne- it just never panned out. But um
1: Yeah. It's what do you, you mean say, like long- wanted it to be longer?
2: Yeah, I mean when I first went to when I no, sorry, when I went to um Switzerland that would be the third time yeah because that was when I went to go move there that was my plan I was like this is it I'm booking a one-way ticket I'm not planning to come back I'm gonna like force myself to like not come back by booking a one-way and I was like because I got like my teaching certification before that so I was like at the very least I can waitress or bartend If I need to do that or I can do the teaching thing. And I, my goal was to try to move out towards India in that way because it was cheaper to live, but I was never around long enough to like go through like the visa process. Plus I didn't really have like a real address because like I pretty much like lived in that like tiny little shack that I had. So I'm like, well, I really have an address to stay around
1: by the lake, right? I saw the picture.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that little thing like it was such a like piece of shit but it was amazing (laughs) like it was like such a tiny little thing like that thing only fit uh, I think it was actually a queen queen bed in there like it was big enough but like and then I had like a tiny fridge in there like a really small one I mean I was sweating half the time because it was like hot during the summer but like then I was freezing at night because there was like no insulation at all. But that was a humbling experience too, because I was like, I got nothing. It was, it was like I like legit had nothing. Like I quit my job at the hotel. It was just not a good look for me. And then I was at this like shack of a home, not getting paid, not working. I mean, I was trying to work, but the woman who I was st- like we exchanged um, living there for free, work for free type of exchange. Yeah. And she didn't have that much work for me. And I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, I can't just sit here and let my money deplete. Like, so it was tough. It was a tough decision to leave.
1: I love that, too, because I love that you also show, like, the struggle. That it's not all wonder, magic, happy all the time. No.
2: No. And, And, you know, when I first started doing travel blogging back in 2008, Um. That's one of the things that I, like, there's, like, an original crew of people who kind of started around the same time I did, and, like, a lot of them, a few of them are very successful, but there was a couple that I really liked, and I think, I forget his name, but he unfortunately passed years ago, but he was amazing, because he would tell the funniest stories ever, and they were always fucked up stories, and I was like, that's real traveling, because it is not these, like you're in these full gowns in, in the middle of Italy or something. I'm like, oh my
1: God, like, no, I have a dog. You miss your dog.
2: (laughs) Yeah. No. And I'm like, I'm sitting here on a train for the last seven hours, sweating my ass off and I haven't eaten. And I don't know how long, like, where's that photo? You know? Yeah. Like there was one time in Italy that I, we were on that seven hour train ride from Switzerland and like, I literally put spaghetti in a jar, like a baby food jar, because so I was like, I need something, because I'm gonna die on this train. And I remember, and my, I remember the girls that I met. They were just like, "You're really gonna eat that?" I was like, "Yeah, the fuck." I, where else? I was like, "There's no food on this car. What am I supposed to do?" I was like, "I'm gonna like eat cold slash warm spaghetti. <laughs> like, <laughs> leave me alone." Yeah. But. Those are just very humbling moments, but you know. Oh, somebody just asked that I save the Funny Farm brochure. No, I, I, oh, you know what? I might have it. I have to search for it. I might have it.
1: Does it still exist?
2: Yeah, yeah, it does.
1: Okay. Yeah. I I yeah. I really want to go there. Like. Yeah, it's a
2: cool spot. Yeah. It's um. It's not what it was. I'll tell you that because when I went, when um. When I went back to move there, I was actually really sad how much it, like, it's different, it's better now, but, like, when I first went um, to move back there and work there, I was so sad how much, like, they let it go, and, like, it was run down, and I was like, you guys don't do the Guinness tent anymore. I was like, what are you guys doing? Like, you need to, like, liven it up again. I was like, this place was a party hostel. Like, I was like, we were living it here, and... I kind of brought it back when I was there. So they kind of kept it going like that, but it's... I think it was just the moment in time, that year, that summer. It was just, like, the... It was just the staff who was there that year. It was just, like... I don't know. Like, I compare it to the... If you've ever seen the movie The Beach or read the book. The Beach? Yeah. No. it's It's an older movie, or... I think the book's better, but... It's Leonardo DiCaprio, like, that's, like, my Bible, because it's, like, it's just, it has that same feeling of, like, community, and it's just, like, there's just some type of, like, synchronistic moment, like, the right time, right people, it was just, and you'll never get it back, you could never get it back, but it's, it's a memory that I will always, always, always cherish, but, yeah, but it's still there, they're still, they were parting today, I was looking at her. <laughs> instagram today i was like oh i wish i was there i was like i was like looking at the window and i was like oh that was my room
1: <laughs> oh my god i'm gonna let yeah. you know when i go like I'm gonna. and oh, like, you have to,
2: you have to tell go. them like i sent you or something because yeah. they'll like definitely they'll definitely buy you a beer
1: <laughs> <laughs> I will. so in your book you say that the best decision that you made was to fall in love with yourself yeah and how did you do that how did because I, I re- and I felt I felt you like mature I felt you like go I really felt the difference and I was like mm-hmm. what was what what was it that she did what was it like over time with all the tools that you got or
2: yeah and I think it's a mixture of just you know my own personal experience with anxiety and then also just like searching for a partner also I think it was just a culmination of those two things, and I really didn't think I could find someone who would be okay with um, my love for travel, because it's so, it's so ingrained in me, and it's such a huge thing for me that, like, I was like, well, if you're not down for traveling, like, we can't be together. like Like, end of story. Like, that's just, it's part of me. I mean, I'm not traveling... You know as much as I used to but right. it's it has to be a part of our relationship and I think you know with you're going through your 20s and and, and you're you're hooking up with all these people and all if you, that's what you're doing but like for me I was I was trying to find myself and it's like I love that. <laughs> I, you know I and I just like I was falling for all these people and I was like I had such a fantasy of like I'm going to fall in love with someone abroad and then it's going to be like my ticket out to live there. Like to some degree, if I wasn't going to do it on my own, maybe that would be like plan
0: B, Yeah,
2: but it it just didn't work out that way. And I just like the Costa Rica one was the last straw for me with, with guys and how I was going about it. Like I was like, all right, like I'm over it. (laughs) Like clearly what I'm doing is not working. And I have to respect myself more and realize, like, I I think I was, like, meeting these people and having and not realizing I truly wanted something serious. Yeah. And then we get disappointed when they were just like, no, this is just a hookup. Like, I'm not looking for anything else. But I was deep down. And I think I was ignoring that fact, you know. Yeah. But it takes years, and it takes practice, and it takes falling on your ass many times, and I think it takes courage to get back up and and keep going, and, like, that's why I started my blog back then, because I wanted people to know that even in the most scariest of moments, like, I'm gonna keep going, and I don't know if it's just like that, like, inner like i don't know if it's like a jersey thing or like a uh uh-huh. like you know like a fuck you stubborn <laughs> of thing like no i'm gonna do it despite whatever downfalls i might have like yeah i just i just can't give up on certain things like that so i just it's just a stubborn refusal <laughs> to keep going and growing
1: yeah i love yeah. i love your fearlessness so much
2: yeah, it, it it took a lot to get there. It did. Like, I don't want people to think, like, I woke up and was like, oh, I'm going to go do this and be fearless. But, like, it took a lot of work. I, you know, after the thing with my brother, like, it took uh, years of therapy, which I'm still in. You know, it was not easy. And I think a lot of people need to do the inner work because that's that's how you really truly grow and you have to have a good therapist who's willing to call you out on your shit. Yeah. You know, and the therapist I have, she's amazing. And she's like, you know, it's kind of like a, a spiritual, like, like a second mother to me. She's cause she's, she's been around since I was young. Like, no, I think I started with her in my, like maybe 20. So or. No, sorry. Because she told me the other day I've been with her for seven years. So for, for quite a bit. So like on and off seven years, you know.
1: Okay, that was just my timer that it's been 40 minutes because I know you said. Really, you- that felt like that. Like no, <laughs> I, I, like, I was like, oh, my God, I have all these all these questions. It's so funny because I was like, man, I really want to. I want to interview Laura but I'm scared I don't know I've never done it and my therapist was like I we can do a role play you're gonna do it mm-hmm. 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 Well, I hope this was comfortable I hope you were comfortable yeah yes. yeah it really went by so quick I'm like in denial
2: <laughs> no I mean I have extra time if you want to go over time I have some okay. time
1: yes yes great, great um Oh my gosh, um, where should we, where should we pick back up?
2: I mean, I don't know if any, if people who are watching or something, if have more questions they can ask.
1: Someone had a question. Oh, it was actually my boyfriend who's watching. (laughs) That's cute. (laughs) He said, "Do you still find yourself struggling with loving yourself to this day at times? And if so, how do you bounce back from those moments?"
2: So, do I want to, yeah, because I'm looking at the comment too. Please. Yeah,
1: um,
2: yeah. I, you know, no one's perfect. You know what I mean. I have my down days where you know the negative talk is bad in my head and, um. I take those moments as I'm not listening to myself Yeah, Um, that I'm not taking the time for myself and it's starting to manifest in my thoughts in a negative way. And that's when I know um, I need to take time for myself and get back to ground zero. And that's when I start doing my, my own steps in my head of like, what do I need? Um, what can I do to feel good and get back to that spot because, um, I think that's what used to also push me into the anxiety, like with panic attacks and stuff is when, cause I would ignore that part of myself cause, and push myself hard. Cause I thought like, that's what you're supposed to do. Push yourself, like, keep going, keep going and never like sit back and relax, like, I still have weird things where I'm like, sometimes I'm like, I can't, I can't nap certain times because I feel guilty for doing that. Like I feel guilty for like relaxing.
0: Yeah. And I like
2: I like talk shit to myself. I'm like, why are you napping? You have so much to do. And I'm like, yeah, but like, but then I'm getting I'm getting used to it. Where it's like, no, if my body's calling for it, I need to do it. You know. Yeah. Like, especially during quarantine, like my husband was, like, he's, like, oh, you're up on a Friday night really late. I'm, like, yeah, I'm, like, it's the weekend. He's, like, what do you mean it's the weekend? He's, like, this is, like, quarantine time, like, but I'm, like, no, for my brain, though, like, I don't, I was, like, I can't, he's, like, you can nap any you want. I'm, like, no, like, I don't nap during the week. I'm still trying to keep it, like, separate. I'm, like, naps are for the weekend, but, um, yeah, I just think it's just a matter of, like, that's, like, your alert going off to, to do, um, self-care and self-love. That's yeah. how I take it.
1: And it's, it's like the number one most important thing.
2: Yeah. And I think some people, and I think people are afraid to, to do it to some degree because then it, it can come off like selfish or it's like, um, you know, maybe you're like, oh, well, I just have to do this one thing and just push yourself, you know? And I'm like, well, sometimes that one extra thing you push yourself to do puts you over the edge. Yeah. And then, you know, and then you're, like, then you're completely depleted. And that's not cool. Because then you can't do, you can't be yourself. You, like, it's like the cat, like the, um, what is it? Like, when your cup is overflowing, it's hard. Yeah. You know? Um. sorry, somebody else just asked. When will my second book, the second book, be out of editing? Oh, I'm hoping soon. I'm like, I feel like I'm gonna wind up harassing my editor, <laughs> but I just sent her an email yesterday because I was like, "So, like, where are you in the book? <laughs> like, chop chop, like, let's go." <laughs> but you know, she she told me the deadline is August one, but I was like, "Well, if you can do it by July, that would be amazing." Um. So. I mean, it's going to be soon, so I'm hoping that it comes out soon. Um, I have my amazing uh, book cover artist doing the cover now, just so when she's done, the book cover's finished already. So I'm excited. I always enjoy working with him. He's, like, so, he's just so talented. Like, I feel like I can almost tell him, like, I can almost trust him to just be like, just just do what you think. I think you'll figure it out. Oh, you know, that. yeah, he's super amazing. And, um, yeah, so I'm glad I was able to find them.
1: Okay, I have a question that I'm done mm-hmm. with you. So, how is it that you feel comfortable enough to share such personal things with the world? Like, because that's my, like, oh my God, like, people are going to know. People are going to know
0: mm-hmm.
1: my. Mm-hmm like everything because i also don't hold back in my writing
2: and it was hard like let me like the stop talking about my brother was not as hard but talking about like the love stories or the flings that i had when i was traveling that was hard because i was like oh my god i was like people are gonna think i'm a whore bag they're gonna think i was just like hooking up with every and other person around the world which i wasn't but like i was single i was young I was enjoying myself and, like, exploring myself. So, like, I don't judge on that. And if I think that needs to be celebrated more, honestly. Yeah. That's a whole nother topic. But that was hard because I was like, well, my parents are going to read this. Like, that's awkward. So, like, there was a part where I was, like, trying to write the chapter where I lost my virginity. But I was like, you know what? How the fuck do I write that? where it's like I don't it was very hard because I was like my husband's gonna read it my mom's gonna read it my dad's gonna read it like my family's very open but I was like Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to like go super into it so I was like let me just be creative where I'm like you know saying enough that you guys get it but like also like just being honest as fuck about it, and I just didn't care. I was like, I was like, I have to just kind of like throw it out there and just be like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I guess I'll find out. Like, I was nervous for certain people who I was writing about that if they bought it somehow that they would figure it out that that was them. Yeah. That scared me more because I was like, well, if you act and write, <laughs> you would not be in it like in certain certain chapters or whatever but um, you just have to like because it's not me to hold back so and it's not me to um, filter and I think a lot of people filter and I think it doesn't show the authenticity of it
0: and I think the more you show um, you know like, being vulnerable, or, like, just being authentic, and just telling it, it is what it is, just just stating the facts, you know what I mean, and then, um, people really take to that, you know, I think you can really resonate with a lot of people, like, I didn't know that you had a similar story to me, but, like, I wrote it, not thinking, like, I wrote it as, like, a healing thing for me, but, like, it was probably healing to you and to some degree, and it was its like also healing for me to like to shoot back at me because I'm like, I'm so glad I wrote that because I'm like, we're like, we've connected on that, you know what I mean? So it's like, you have to think about it like that, where it's like, don't think about what other people are like. think about like you and I just had a connection on one story, yeah, I'm so similar. I don't know you at all, yeah. but just because you read that it resonated with me, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, when thinking about it like that, it's not so scary. And, and honestly, it's more of, like, more of that happens more than
1: the negative. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I think that's how you have to see it. Okay, the, I don't know if it's my phone or your phone, but, the like, the audio just got a little weird. Yeah, someone else just said it, too. Oh, really? Yeah, it got a little, like, robot-y a little bit. I still heard I think, what you said. Oh, hold on. I mean, I can still understand you. It's just, like, now it's, like, a little, little robot Oh, maybe I have to, maybe we have to redo
0: that. Hmm. Let's see. Is
1: it still doing it? It's someone put audio just went off. But can you still hear her? I still hear you. It's just maybe, I mean, maybe, um, maybe it's like the mic is being covered or something. That, that'll that happen with me.
0: Okay. I mean, I was seeing that on somebody else's video. And I think you just have, do you mind if we like just cancel out and then maybe you can come back? Or I, let me just request back in or something. Okay. Okay. I mean,
1: Let's do that. Thank you guys for waiting. (laughs) Oh, does it work? Yes. Okay, I'm so glad because I I would not have known how to fix that.
2: (laughs) I'm such a techie person. So I was like, oh, it's probably just a restart. I'm
1: not a techie person. (laughs) I like practiced yesterday for this. Oh
2: okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, wait. So then that whole thing, nobody heard that. Fuck. I mean, it's,
1: it's, I heard it. It was just a <laughs> little. It was just like a, with a little robotish
2: tint. <laughs> somebody, somebody said it sounded like a squirrel
1: sound. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we could repeat it. We could. Yeah. Like, can you just? We could. Or end what? Did, what
2: did you hear? And it'll. It'll train my it'll bring me back to what i said
1: so i i asked you how is it that you feel comfortable with sa- with sharing such personal things to the world cuz that's my yeah. right now like i haven't my book's not out yet but i feel that i feel that that fear mm-hmm. and um you know you you talked about how you're afraid of people seeing you as a whore for Yeah, yeah, yeah. but these guys. Even though you were just exploring yourself, you were just,
2: you know, yeah, I mean, young and. I sound sound good now, right? Yeah. Okay. Um. So. Yeah. So I think. So what I was saying was that. You have to see it as a. um, Like when I was writing about my brother, that you had a. Connection with that. And, like, you're a complete stranger. I don't know you. So, like, I I was scared to write that, too. But then it was, like, you have to see it as, like, you had a connection with it. So you almost have to write it in that sense where it's, like, don't think about, like, oh, what will this person say or what will that person think. Like, we connected on that. And we had a very similar story. So, like, you have to see it on on that level of like the stories that I'm gonna say or tell will resonate with someone. And then that's it. You know what I mean? Like, to not think much further than that, you have to just be like, you know, somebody else will get the message and will maybe you write some, maybe you write something and it completely heals someone. Yeah it's more powerful than giving a fuck what anybody else has to say if they think negative about it. I've gotten negative things too. People are real real fucking assholes in the DMs.
0: Like yeah. but I'm
2: but I'm like, well, I don't really care. Number one, um, and number two, I'm like, well, and it's like Gary B says, but I also really believed it myself that I'm like you must be hurting way more than Anybody else to send me a DM like that?
1: Yeah. So, especially I just your is good. Like your heart is pure. yeah. You're good. You're just sharing something. Yeah. You're just sharing your heart. That's all you're doing.
2: Yeah. And it, and it's not gonna and it's not gonna. Even the good stuff that I share, that it, that could really it just it could be very triggering for people and. You know, instead of getting mad at me, you should be asking yourself, why is that triggering you? Yeah. Real self deep like deep self reflection on that. Cause you know, it happens to us. Like I get triggered by certain posts and stuff, and but I'm like, Well, why am I why is that triggering me so much? It's not what she said or he said, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um but um yeah. But I think you have to just do it. You have to like rip off the band aid and just do it. Yeah. You'll, you'll, it's scary, but it's so like, so freeing to like put it out there. Because, and, and honestly, like, you'll find out. Like, you don't think I was scared as shit when I got on Gary Vee and I was like, fuck. Because I was like, well. I guess I'll find out if my book is good or not. I guess I'll find out if people like my shit or not cuz you guys are not going to hold back, you know what I mean? So um you you just you'll find out, but you can't let that hold you back either. Yeah. You
1: know? I mean that that's why when cuz I I finished <laughs> the book and then a a year and a half passed and me just kind of like you know, putting it in the drawer and just like, I'm going to focus on film and school and my boyfriend. But then I always come back to that like nudge of like your book, and mm-hmm. the dream, remember? And mm-hmm. then, and I would, I would like make a video, be like, okay, I'm going to post this. And I wouldn't post it. I wouldn't, okay, I'm going to make an Instagram. And I would, but then I found your video and I was shaking. Mm-hmm. I started shaking because I was like, she's doing it. And then I mm-hmm. just went from like, if she could do it, I could do it.
2: Yeah, I tell that to everybody who, like, will, like, write me privately, who's like, how did you do it? I'm like, listen to me. I didn't do video for 12 fucking years because I was so anti-video. Yeah, That's pretty fucking dedicated to be like, <laughs> no fuck video. You know? <laughs> but like, I was just, I just convinced myself that I was like, no, it's not for me. I don't have the personality for it. Like, I'm not like a cheerleadery, like upbeat type of, Like, I'm real. I keep it fucking real, and it's like but I, I just didn't. That. I know. But, like, I I appreciate that. Like, people love that. But like in the in those years, I didn't think that would translate well on video. You know what I mean? So then, when I did find Gary V, like years ago, I was like, he's pretty much me in the mail form i was like i talk exactly like that so i was like what the fuck like i should just do it but like i'll tell you after speaking with him and doing that first first video i did that was really really hard that was so hard you were like but I, yeah that was so hard i was like oh, I hate doing this so much. Like, yeah. I was so, like, this is so uncomfortable. But um,
1: but then look where you're at now. Like, your book is inspiring yeah. people. It's successful, and, and it's self-published. You didn't get that yes. Mm-hmm. Like, you made your yes. Like, you made mm-hmm.
2: it. Yeah, um, and
1: I think that's still,
2: honestly, the way to go for me. I, like, I don't want to wait on other people. Like, I think it's just a different... Um, I think technology can, technology is changing I think the uh publishing industry will be changing honestly I feel like traditional publishing is publishing is gonna have to change because I'm like I can do the same freaking thing for free yeah like, what do I need you for i don't really it's not it's not like if you didn't if we didn't have social media yeah it makes sense but like you know for the second book I'm not gonna. Like, cause I've, I've, I'm in a lot of writers groups and like, I follow a lot of like writing threads on, um, what is it? On Twitter. There's people who sent their manuscript and they got a rejection two years later. I'm like, Oh no, 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 no. I don't (laughs) got, I don't have time for that. Yeah. I'm like, like, Nope. I'll just put it on Amazon. Fuck it.
1: Yeah. So, so you never sent it out?
0: mm -mm. Mm. No,
1: I did I, sent, I was like, I'm gonna 30 times, and I it was like, I think 31, 32, like, I I think it was it was around there, and mm-hmm. it was all no's, mm-hmm. and that's when I went into my year and a half of, like, I'm not, it's not good enough, I'm not good enough, I know. and now I'm like, no, like, the. a lot of the responses were like, oh, I love this, but I don't know how to commercialize it, and it's just because I
2: you you don't need it you can commercialize it yourself yeah like, you know i almost wish i had done video 12 years ago cuz i think i would be in a different spot but you you know hindsight's 2020 20, and maybe i needed to not do video for 12 years to then meet gary on video for him to just tell me to fucking do it maybe i would have never had that moment so it's like um I don't know. I, I think... I don't really like to follow the rules. I don't think there's a right or wrong way of doing something. I think it if your intention is pure and good and you can figure it out, just do it. Who cares?
0: Yeah.
2: And um, people will flock to it. The right ones will flock to it. And the other ones who don't stick around, fuck them. They weren't meant to be there. You know? So...
1: So it's three o'clock right now. It's been yeah. an hour. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for that. By the way, like
2: thank. You. Yeah, of course. Yeah, this was really fun, and I'm glad that you know, um, we can always talk privately. But I, I really like that. You know, you resonated so much with it, and um, it's cool to talk to someone who like read it because like I've had other interviews where I'm like, God, I just want to talk to someone who like actually read it it's yeah. like fun to like banter back and forth of like what you picked up on or like what were your like little tidbits that like stuck with you because it's just cool to see what other people really really resonated with it's cool
1: yeah no i don't think i could have done this without reading it <laughs> yeah yeah it,
2: i mean i've done other interviews with people who haven't read it so it's a little difficult they just know based on my content but yeah it would, it's cool when somebody actually reads it yeah,
1: and it's like I—I I had so many questions. I had to just kind of like cherry pick some. Mm-hmm. Then, okay, let me just. I mean, if open. you want, if you want, like, listen,
2: I have more time next week. If you want to hop on again and like ask more questions, we could always do it again. Yay! So, if you think of more things after this, we can always do that again because this—this was cool.
1: Yeah, I had so much fun, and I'm so glad you guys joined. Yes. I'm just gonna focus on Laura because if I read and listen at the same time, it won't, you know. Mm-hmm. But it was so good to meet you.
2: Yes, you too.
1: Thank you so thank you. Thank you so much.
2: Yeah, and if you have questions like writing-wise and publishing, you can always let me. You can always ask.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I'm definitely like I'm also gonna send my book as a little present. That I'm mm-hmm. very, like, oh, No, it. don't. And le- <laughs> I'll buy it. Trust me.
2: I'll let me let me buy your first copy. Oh my god. From a writer to another writer. I get it. So let me. Mm-hmm. I insist that I purchase <laughs> it. So oh it'll be really cool. Oh my god. Is your is your book about
1: what is yours about? Mine. Okay. There's like one minute left. So I'm just gonna. Mm-hmm yeah so it's um when I was 19 well actually when I was 18 my dad got diagnosed with stage 4 bladder cancer wow Mm -hmm. and then 11 months later he passed away so it's just like the full story from found out until his last Mm -hmm. day and like all the truths the hardship everything it was yeah but it's like
2: yeah that must have been hard to write, but very like cathartic. It was also so
1: cathartic. It was so yeah. cathartic. like the last line yeah. of it still like I'll still feel it sometimes like
2: Yep. There's yeah. yep, there's times where I like certain times where I'm reading any if I'm doing like um any of the book reading videos. There's certain moments where I'm like I'm catching myself to not like choke up because it's just like